Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something genderqueer person shares their observations, life stories, and the adventures of their journey through transition and beyond. And now, here's your host, the creator of it all, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Hey, hello, hello. Welcome back to another great episode of Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I am the host. The hostess with the most is Charlie Sabrina Miller. And now let's give it up for that band, shall we? <laughs> yeah, I love them. Every week they get better. I swear they do. Either that or my hearing goes out each week. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Our band this week is Freight Train. And that's in a reference to the uh, OK Go video, uh, Upside Down and Inside Out. There's a lyric there where they kind of scream, not quite scream, but uh, what, uh, yell on pitch, I guess? Then they yell out Freight Train. So I said, you know, that's going to be my band name for one of the weeks, and it's this week. (laughs) So welcome back, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us this week. Topic this week, is being trans a trend? Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that, at least my thoughts on it. We have another one of our 20 jokes so terrible, they're actually funny. This week we're on number eight. And the secondary topic has a new name. We're going to find out about that later. Yeah. And we're going to talk about podcasts, of all things. And yes, of course, we're going to have some listener feedback because I was overwhelmed with the listener feedback. (laughs) And while we're here, welcome new listeners. If this is your first episode, welcome aboard this crazy train ride, play ride, sleigh ride of a magical journey that I call Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Uh, It's probably going to be a good one for you to join us on, so I'm glad you chose us. And of course, welcome back, returning listeners. Binge listeners, sporadic listeners, listeners who have only heard a couple episodes, and this is one of them. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thanks for being here. Now, before we get to anything about this week, let's talk about last week's episode, Happy Birthday, America. I, if you haven't heard it, I shared an episode from one of my favorite podcasts called Music from 100 Years Ago with Bryce Fuquay. And if you haven't heard that episode, go check it out. It's a little different than our normal routine around here, but it was the 4th of July. Can you blame me? I can't blame me. That's what I did. And uh, I also threw in some other of our normal segments in there and talked a little bit about... uh, sex and love during the secondary topic. So go back, check that out. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher, which I'm sure you probably already know. We're also over on Blogspot, Changes in Latitudes podcast.blogspot.com. You can get all the show notes, all past episodes, and even more over there. We got links to iTunes and Stitcher. We've got an Amazon affiliate link for those so inclined. Go click on our link and then shop to your heart's delight over on Amazon. We receive pennies on the dollar. And that helps out the show. There's also a PayPal donate button if that's your poison of choice. So go check it out, changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. 
Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Changes in Latitudes Podcast. That seems to be where everybody's at nowadays. If you want to email me, I'm going to say this probably a few times through the episode, Changes in Latitudes Podcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at CIL Podcast. And please consider becoming a patron of the arts over at patreon.com slash Changes in Latitudes Podcast. This episode is brought to us by our longtime friend and fan and follower and just the lovely, lovely all around person, Becky B. I have mentioned her a number of times. She is a sweetheart. Thank you, Becky, for all that you do. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. All right, I think we got enough of the housekeeping out of the way. Let's get into this main topic. All right, here we are. The main topic is being trans a trend. Uh, you know, I heard this when I first came out back in 2014, and I kind of ignored it. Because, well, I don't want to say ignored it, but I chose not to acknowledge it because I didn't want whatever I read at that moment in time affecting me during the bumpy road of, of self-discovery, especially when someone first comes out. I mean, as if, if any of you listeners have done that, which I'm sure most of you have, <laughs> you, you, you reach a point in yourself and then you think, you know... I've got to share this with the world. And then you start choosing who and how you're going to share it. Everybody's got a little bit of a different thing there, but it's all pretty similar. You start with people closest to you, and then you you kind of work your way out from there. Kind of like when you drop a pebble in a pond and you watch the waves ripple out from the center. That's kind of the best analogy I can say for coming out, at least as transgender. I'm sure coming out as homosexual, gay, lesbian, bisexual, I mean, so many different ways to come out is similar. Maybe not exact, but pretty darn similar. So during that time of my own self-discovery and my own coming out to friends and family and all that, I didn't want to be any more influenced by, well, let's just say the negativity out there in the world. Because as we all know, it's a huge step to say, I am different than the norm. I am different than what you once thought of me as. Especially someone like myself, who's a little older in life. You know, the younger you are in life we all kind of understand that we're still discovering ourselves. So when someone in their 20s says, hey, you know, I'm coming out as, you know, in this case, transgender or gay, lesbian, bisexual, asexual, pansexual, I mean, fill in, fill in the blank for your own thing there. The younger you are, I've noticed the, the little easier it is for the, for, the, for the people in the world around you to accept it. Because that's part of, we're, we're still discovering ourselves in our 20s. That's just human nature. And then there's people like myself and a lot of my followers, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, that are a little older in life, you know, late 30s to, you know, maybe late 40s, or like myself in the mid 40s. And when you've reached that point, you've got so much history behind you. That when you, you know, drop the bombshell of, hey, I'm coming out as, and right now being transgender is a pretty hot topic, I'll say, just because so many people are coming out as transgender. It's being more acknowledged out there in the world and more noticed in the world that it's uh, it's kind of a shock. You know, it's something new. It's I compare it to maybe 30 years ago or 30, 40 years ago, you know, the, the late 70s to or the mid 70s to the mid 80s when people were coming out as homosexual in their, you know, latter part of their life, you know, 30s and 40s. At that point, people were still kind of shocked by it. Well, 
that's where we are now, but with transgender, people are kind of shocked by it. So as I said, I didn't want to have any negative or preconceived conceptions uh, influencing me or hindering me in my own self-discovery journey. And I actually did a... Uh, a quick search before putting this episode together about, you know, is being trans a trend? And the articles I found were old. Old in the sense of the internet, where they were more than a year or more than two years old, because let's face it, things change so darn fast nowadays that I'm not even going to include those links because I felt they were kind of invalid. Because when those articles and things were written and put together was when the first barrage, the first stage of, of people coming out as trans started. I mean, the, it was those people coming out that helped me decide, yeah, you know, you know, I am, I am trans. I am gender fluid. I am different than the norm. So I'm not going to include that. They're out there if you want to go search, just simple Google searches, being trans a trend or something like that. Is it trendy? I think is another word I used. And the only reason I think this thought process came about in the world is because there was so many people all at once, uh, ranging in ages from, you know, teenage to 30s, starting to come out as trans and be open about it, not, not, not having the goal of being stealth in mind. They were going to be open about it and share their story, document it in a vlog or a blog or a podcast or whatever the case may be. And so it was more of a shock to culture and society and so I could see why the average person out there in the world might look at this you know, barrage of people coming out as trans as being a trend. You know, wow, there's a lot of people coming out as trans, a lot of people being themselves, blah, 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 blah. And it doesn't necessarily make sense that way. It's not a trend. It's, it's, it's not. It's, I mean... Well, the reason I see it as not being a trend is because when people come out and are open about their status... It's pride. I see it as a form of pride. The same thing from 30, 40 years ago when, when people were coming out as gay and lesbian and being proud of it, showing their colors, you might say, and not living in the closet, if you, to put it in terms that I think everybody's going to understand. So I don't see it as a trend. I just see it as... Well, now it's more open and available. More people are being able to see it. It's the same thing with just the advent of the internet. Before the internet, our information was limited to whatever was on television, whatever we could rent, you know, or buy on VHS or DVD or, you know, a CD or something like that. And then digital music started coming around and then the internet basically exploded right after that. And with that explosion of the internet, more and more people were able to share their story, and more and more people were exposed to other people's stories. So it could seem like it's a trend, but it's not. It's just the information's more readily available now. So it's not a, it's not a trend. Being trans is not a trend, just like being gay is not a trend. Being lesbian is not a trend. We're now seeing it more. We're exposed to it more. It's kind of like when you're driving around or you're out in the world or something like that, and, you know, all of a sudden somebody says, hey, did you see that white Ford Mustang? And then for however long, a couple days, a week, a few hours, whatever the case may be, you're going to see a white Ford Mustang every freaking place you go. Why? Because somebody mentioned it. Is that a trend? No, you're just more aware of it. That's, that's what it is.
And the reason I think it's more in our faces now, because the, as I mentioned a moment ago, the goal in the past was to be stealth. The goal was to be stealth and blend in and not let anyone know of your trans status, whatever that trans status was, whether it's trans woman, trans man, you know, non-operative, non-medical non, uh, transition, it's so many different variables and options out there. You all know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, well, maybe you should go take a look and figure it out and go back and listen to past episodes, especially those with guests, because I know I've talked about it with a number of guests I've had here. And it's, a, as I said a moment ago, it's a form of pride, being proud of who you are. You know, it's, it's like one of those people out there in the world that is proud of their work or proud of their child. And they have to show everyone they meet pictures of their child or talk about whatever work they've been doing, you know, wh whatever it may be. Hey, I, I build boats for a living. Look at the process of me building this boat. I'm proud of this. I'm going to share it. Well, you may not be interested in it, but because you've got a relationship with this individual, you're going to take a look at the pictures of this person making a boat and say, oh, yeah, that's great, even though you have no desire to be on the frickin' water. So uh, that's where I put it out there as far as what it is. And on the other side of the coin, yeah, I could see how some people might think it's a bit trendy, but I'll tell you, it's not. The reason I think people might think it's trendy is because you see a little bit, you know, you, you see somebody come out. Let, let's just take this Caitlyn Jenner situation. Caitlyn Jenner comes out. And the whole world basically knows about transgender people at that point. And then all of a sudden, more and more exposure comes to the transgender community. So the person that hasn't been aware of it could see it as, why is everybody coming out as trans? What's the trend? Why is this happening? So I understand that thought process. But goddamn, it is not a trend. It is people being more and more comfortable with who they are, what they are, how they are inside with themselves to be able to say, no, 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 this is who I always have been. It just took me till now to admit it, to accept it, to announce it, whatever, whatever the individual case may be. That's just, that's just how it is. So it makes me wonder how many people out there are still in the closet about their trans status for, for whatever reason. Everybody's got a number of reasons, whether it's culture, family, work, uh, location. You know, some people live in locations where it's just not safe to be open about your trans status. I mean, and I mean fully open about it. Um, not, not just open in safe areas like maybe an LGBT center or, you know, a gathering of other people people from the community, you know, in this case, you know, a luncheon or a picnic or a dinner with, or a party with, you know, the people from the trans community. You know, it's the same thing as some of these uh, in the past, you know, uh, parties where you could be open about your homosexuality you know, around other people who are. So I'm talking about open and out in the world and being open about it. Not, not wearing a sticker, not wearing a shirt saying I'm trans and proud. That's, that's on the extreme of it. I know there are people that do that and power to them for that. I'll say that much, but, uh, it, it's not a trend, folks. I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir because my listeners all understand this, I'm sure, since most of you are trans or know someone that's trans or are considering coming out as trans yourself. 
or maybe some other diversity, gender fluid, gender queer, lesbian, bisexual, asexual, pansexual. I mean, the, that alphabet is big for a number of reasons. LGBTQIA. It's a lot of people there. It's a lot of people in there. And everybody, as I've mentioned, I think it was one of my first first episodes back in 2014, um, LGBTQ. I and A or something like that. I can't remember. You have to go to the archives and find it. But you got your lesbian, your gay, your bisexual, your trans. There's the first four. And you got Q for queer, I for intersex, and the A, the A has actually been up for debate quite a lot recently, I've noticed. Uh, I think in the past it was assumed to be ally because the people who were supporting of, of the LGBT community, LGBTQ community, LGBTI community, felt like they needed a space in that umbrella, in that alphabet. And I get it. I understand it. But I think the A has a stronger impact when we change it to asexual. Because there's a group that as of right now in 2016, isn't getting a huge exposure, isn't being spoken about like trans is now. I'm sure in the near future it's going to change because, uh, well, well, I've just seen it change on the internet. There's more and more articles about being asexual. There's more and more things about it. So that's where the A should be. Uh, I mean, some could argue that it could stand for both asexual and allies, and that's an okay. That's an okay thing too. You could you could lump it together. I I understand that. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I see where people would want to go with that because allies do have their place in our culture and society. I, I'm not saying they don't, but the asexuals need a place too. And uh, that's, that's really where I think that A should be. Wow, I just got off on a tangent here. <laughs> hey, welcome to the show, everybody. Tangent City. And since we're on a tangent, for those longtime listeners, you might recognize that I am using my travel mic once again because of everything that's been going on this past month. It has been really hard to set up time and sit down with my actual nice Yeti microphone to record a, uh, you know, a nice sounding episode for you, but... Bear with me. That'll be back here in the next week or two. I promise. I promise. I just got to get my schedule correct. And uh, we'll be back to the regular mic. And I don't know about you, but uh, I don't mind it so much. I can tell the difference myself because, you know, hey, it's my podcast. But I think the only way you're really going to notice is if you listen back to back to back to back to back. So there's that. All right, let's get back on track with this being trans and trendy thing. Uh, Do you think it's a trend? Do do you folks out there believe it might be a trend, or is it just the more exposure as as I believe? Because that's really where I think it's at. It's just we are being exposed to it more. It's being shown in in so many lights, positive and negative, more positive now than it was a year or two ago, uh, or further back. But it's coming. It is coming. This this equality is coming. This this let others live the way they want to is is the trend that's what i see is the trend letting people be diverse and not fucking with them and letting them live their lives the way they want to live their lives because we only get one shot at it and we might as well all be happy right right besides trends are going cycles so if trans if being transgender is a trend right now 
or has been for a year or two or whatever, what's the next one? What's the next one happening? Is, is it going to be being a sexual? Is that going to be the next trend? Uh, being a podcaster, is that going to be a trend? <laughs> you know, I mean, being a video blogger, is that going to be a trend? I mean, yeah, you, you could argue the point that when there is a uh, serial killer out there on the loose, that being a serial killer is a trend, you know, just because there's more exposure on it. So this whole trend crap is exactly that. It's a bunch of crap. It's somebody trying to pigeonhole people into a, uh, a label or a, uh, a pigeonhole, <laughs> a box, where they feel that that person belongs. And we can't do that anymore. Let the person define themselves. I know I talked about that a couple episodes ago because I just had a flashback to that episode. Which one? Can't remember, but it's back a few episodes. So you'll have to check out the archives for that. But trends come and go. I mean, just think of clothing styles throughout the years, hairstyles, makeup styles, facial hairstyles for men. You know, having a handlebar mustache was popular back in the day. It was a trend back then. It's not necessarily a trend right now. Now it's more of something, hey, wow, you've taken a lot of time to grow that thing on your face and manicure it and make sure it looks great and all that, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's not a trend. It was popular at the time. Is being transgender popular now? No. Being proud of being transgender is popular right now. And that's my point. It's not a trend to be gay or lesbian or bi, or pansexual, or polyamorous, or non-conforming, or or any other diverse quote-unquote lifestyles out there. It's not a trend. It's pride. That's what it is. People deep down inside have finally realized this is who they are, and they are proud of reaching that status, and so they feel the need to share it with the world. A lot of the same way that a proud parent is going to be proud to share their child or pictures of their child with the world. Look what I did. Look, I have procreated. I am so proud of this thing. And I can speak about that because, you know, I, I am a parent. My child's almost four now. So it's been, you know, a good four years of being a proud parent of, you know, his accomplishments and, and you know, and trials and tribulations and dealings and things like that. And that is what it is. It's just being proud of who you are. That's the trend. Not this bullshit of, you know, oh, I'm seeing so much of this stuff happening around me. That must be a trend. No, 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 no. It's pride. Hands down. Don't pass go. Do not collect $200. Pride. And on that note, let's hear from Tom Slayton. When you need a professional who specializes in writing, photography, or web design, contact Tom Slayton. At Tom's website, TomSlayton.com, you'll find brilliant WordPress themes, discounts and links for fantastic online services, and sage wisdom from the master himself, Tom Slayton. TomSlayton.com even features a wonderful eclectic collection of photographs seldom seen elsewhere. Visit TomSlayton.com. That's T-O-M-S-L-A-T-I-N.com. TomSlayton.com. Folks, go check out TomSlayton.com. Show him some love. Tell him Charlie sent you. This week, we're talking about TomSlayton.com forward slash Burke 
Uzzle Quote, B-U-R-K-U-Z-Z-L-E. Now, sadly, I'll admit, I do, do not know who this person was when I was researching this spot for Tom. I, I went to his website, saw this, this uh, link there, and went, oh, Burke Uzzle Quote, let me take a look. And the quote is, photography is a love affair with life. And I stopped and I thought, wow, that's very profound. I mean, and it is, it's fully true. To be able to capture photos that tell a story and share things with the world, not just this quick snapshot or something like that, but an, you know, an actual, I'm going to take a moment to compose this shot picture. You have to love what you're taking a picture of, or at least love the process of taking a picture, because you're capturing life in a moment. It is a form of time travel. Everybody looking at that picture from this point forward in life is looking at time captured still for that moment. And now with video being everywhere, we now can capture video as part of a, of a time travel thought process. You know, we're looking at a period of time that this was captured. It's a form of time travel, just like music is a form of time travel. We're listening to stuff that was recorded whenever it was recorded. And I'm talking about older music, music that's, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. It's a form of time travel. Photography is the same way. So since I hadn't heard of Burke Russell, I decided to do a quick little search on the internet. And I found his article on Wikipedia. Born August 4th, 1938, Raleigh, North Carolina. He's an American photojournalist and previously a member of Magnum Photos and president from 79 to 80. The picture on the Woodstock music from the original soundtrack and more cover was taken from one of his photos. And if you're not familiar with that Woodstock music uh, picture on the album cover, it's, it's uh, people on the side of a hillside with two standing predominantly in the foreground on the right-hand side, holding each other wrapped in blankets. And in the back, you can see what looks like a butterfly kite and woods area. And it just, it, I think it really embodied what I know, my little bit of knowledge about this Woodstock music festival that happened back, you know, 69. So he has definitely had a love affair with life through photography. You can also visit his website, burkuzzle.com, B-U-R-K-U-Z-Z-L-E.com. And while you're out there floating on the internet, go check out tomslayton.com and show him some love. jokes so terrible they're actually funny this is something i found on tickled.com published june 2015 this week number eight two cows are standing next to each other in a field Daisy says to Dolly, I was artificially inseminated this morning. Dolly responds, I don't believe you. Daisy exclaims, It's true, no bull. Yes, 20 jokes so terrible there actually funny 
Ah, here we are, secondary topic, the long-awaited secondary topic for this episode, because we have a new name for this episode. For those listeners just tuning in, tuning in, it's a podcast, for just downloading now, if you haven't heard the last, I don't know, four, five, six episodes, I've been trying to get a new name for this segment, and I put out a Survey Monkey survey all through the month of June, through the Facebook page, and through Twitter, and we got a whopping 15 responses, which is okay. I'm okay with that. That is a fantastic response, I think. I'm very happy to get that much response. Now, here are the top five contenders, starting with number five. The fifth one was on the flip side. In the number four location, this is what's in my head. Coming in at number three, for your consideration. Second place goes to, now for something completely different. And the winner is... B-Sides, as in B-Side, the B-Side of a flip album. And since that was what was suggested to me, and in putting this uh, episode together, I said, you know, I got to make the name a little more catchy for a secondary topic. So I changed the B-Side to Over on the B-Side. And so that is our new name for the secondary topic, Over on the B-Side. And sometime in the next two or three episodes, I will come up with some music to be used with that title to represent the new secondary topic now called over on the b-side so during our first inaugural segment on over on the b-side i'm going to talk about podcasts of all things and really it's a matter of how do you talk about podcasts in the real world because first, the, the term podcast is like an umbrella term, kind of like transgender. It stands for a lot of different things. It can be used in a lot of different ways. It can be, the, the term podcast can be used as, you know, a premise, a concept, execution, right? It's a podcast. It's what I'm doing, the, the, the premise of the podcast, the concept of the prod, podcast, the execution of a podcast. Uh, it could also be used as an actual show. Yeah, I'm listening to a podcast, uh, you can also reference individual episodes. I'm listening to a podcast. You know, oh, I love that podcast on the topic of blah, 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 blah. So it can be used for so many different things. And then there are people, when you start talking about podcasts, say something along the lines of, what's a podcast? Now, I'll admit that doesn't happen as frequently as it did a few years ago, because podcasts, just like other things, are getting more exposure. In fact, are podcasts a trend? To go back to our first, you know, main topic there, they might be. They're getting more and more popular. So yeah, podcasting could be a trend. But a lot of people still don't get the concept of a podcast. They may have heard about it. They may understand that it's, you know, uh, uh, radio on demand, audio file on demand, you know, whatever they want to say, you know, whatever they can wrap their head around in their mind about what a podcast is, you know, and, and what is it? Well, it is internet radio to to a to a degree. It's not a live broadcast. It's not a you know a live streaming broadcast of a radio of terrestrial radio. But a lot of terrestrial radios are putting their you know segment shows like their morning segments, their afternoon segments, their midnight segments up as podcasts so people can listen to them at any time they want. Uh, well, like last episode, one of the podcasts I listened to, music from a hundred years ago. That's basically a radio show. It's a radio music show, but it's done in the form of a podcast. So it's a sound file, a music file on the internet 
that you can get and listen to, well, at any time that you want. Uh, also, a podcast could be, you know, a bunch of friends getting together, sitting down, talking about a subject or two. Or it could be one person sharing their story with the world, like me. So that brings up, how does someone talk about podcasts in the real world? You know, I mean, when you bring it up, uh, not a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I listen to this, that, the other thing. You know, oh, I always never miss, you know, the show. You know, I never miss Changes in Latitudes. It's a great show. I love listening to it. That sort of, that sort of thing doesn't seem to be popular, at least in the outside world, on the, on the Internet. That happens a lot. Tweets, Facebook posts, Instagram, Pinterest, I mean, name your poison, Google+, Plus. you know, all those social media platforms and social networking platforms, it's all the way out there. Um, do some people, I know in the past, some people got ridiculed for listening to podcasts. Oh, you don't listen to regular music. You don't listen to the radio. You don't listen to Pandora. You don't listen to whatever. You listen to podcasts. So that's kind of a geeky thing. Why would you want to listen to people talk for a couple hours? Well, because it's entertaining <laughs> or it's educational, like with uh, all the stuff from How Stuff Works. All those podcasts out there, majority of them are, are, are educational because you're there to pick up some information about whatever topic, but they're also entertaining because of the hosts and how they share their topics and stories and things. Um, in the past, when I've talked about, I mean, long past, before, you know, before I was into uh, this podcast, Changes in Latitudes, and while I was still trying to get my previous show off the ground, a uh, random variety show, uh, a lot of people would look at me like, okay, whatever, man. I don't, whatever. Podcasts are, podcasts are boring. Podcasts, are t too much work to listen to podcasts. And, you know, maybe it is a little more work than, you know, your standard, I'm going to listen to something, you know, mentality. Because let's face it, with Pandora, you, you, you find it, the, the, the type of music or the station or whatever, and it plays. And you're happy. Same thing with iTunes music. You can listen to whatever's available in your catalog or what's available out there in your, you know, other things you've purchased and you can stream it and things like that. Same thing with Amazon music. Amazon music has opened up a whole, you know, barrage of albums and styles to those who have Amazon Prime, which is actually quite remarkable for Amazon Prime users. It's a, it's a very cool thing for them to do. And it just, you know, it makes me wonder, how do people talk about podcasts out in the real world? I always have a hard time. And I think it's a hard time for me because it could come across as self-promotion, in my case, because I am trying to get listeners for this show. You know, oh, hey, have you heard of, you know, I mean, it usually comes up with, oh, so, you know, what, what, what do you do? What are you listening to? Or, you know, a lot of people will say, so, what do you do? And I'll say, well, you know, I, I do this, that, and the other thing, and I have a podcast. Oh, and usually the response is, whoa, whoa, a podcast. Okay, that's great. And they drop it there. They don't want to hear anything more about it. Some people will say, oh, really? What's it about? And then, you know, I open up and say, oh, it's my journey, my story about being transgender, genderqueer, genderfluid, you know, however I feel like describing it to that individual at that moment in time, depending on what the atmosphere is, the, the company around, you know, because I'm not going to go blaring it out all over the place. I'm not going to be a walking billboard all the time because that's a little presumptuous in my opinion. But if somebody is interested, you bet your ass I'm going to be talking about it for damn sure. Absolutely for damn sure. So it really makes me wonder, is podcasting ever going to get out of that rut of being, you know, for the, the geeky or the, 
the the weird people that don't want to listen to music. Do you know what I mean? Of course you know what I mean. You're listening to my show. You understand what I'm talking about. Because, you know, listening to uh, music is nothing. People, oh, okay, what are you listening to? Oh, I'm listening to... You know, name your name your music. Everybody's got their own, you know, favorites that they listen to, and and everybody's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I like that song, or oh, I've never heard of that song, and you know, whatever goes from there. Either you play the song for them, or you send them a link, or you tell them about it, or you, you whatever. There's so many different ways about that, but it seems that to talk about podcasting is one of those weird things to admit at least in the people that I've spoken to. In fact, there was one time I was uh, talking about it and I proudly said, yeah, yeah, I do a podcast every week. It's about my journey and my story and things like that and some other fun observations and things. You know, basically a nutshell version of what the show is. And they went, oh, that's cool, and left it alone. Well, I come to find out three or four months later that the individual I was talking to is part of a podcast themselves. I'm thinking to myself, well, why didn't you share that information? Why aren't you proud of being part of a podcast? If you're going to spend your time recording on a weekly or a bi-weekly or a monthly format, why not be proud of the work you do? Because if you're not proud of something like this, a podcast, if you're not proud of getting your opinion or your thoughts or your personality out there, then don't do it. Don't, don't, don't even go there. Don't, don't waste your time. Go find another creative project or something and get involved that way. Let, you know, let your talents, you know, do what they can that way and be proud of it. If you're going to do something that you can't talk about, you may want to rethink it. And so that kind of threw me for a curve when that happened. And that's what started this, this whole topic. And that's why I put this into the, into the show lineup. I wanted to talk about podcasts. So I want to hear from you folks. Email me, changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com. Since, especially since you're you know, listeners of podcasts, I want to hear from you. Because when you talk about podcasts, you know, somebody walks up to you and you're listening to something in your earbuds or your headphones or your car or whatever, and they say, oh, what are you listening to? Do you say, oh, just some music and let it go and not tell them that you're listening to podcasts? Do you say, oh, some podcasts? And do they not seem interested in what podcasts you're listening to? So you drop the topic? You know, are they interested, you know, is the response, oh, a podcast, what do you listen to? I listen to some too. And do you start the dialogue or you just downplay it? Now, I understand with my show, it might be a little, you know, kind of iffy ground because you may not want to start talking about your connection to the transgender community, whether it's, you know, um, you're a friend, ally, you know, family member, significant other of a trans person, or you're trans yourself. I get that. You don't want to out yourself. You don't want to drop that bomb. I get that. But what if it was something like from from the How Stuff Works uh, uh, website? You know, they they got I don't know ten or more now uh, podcasts out there, successful podcasts out there that have been going for years. You know, do you bring those up? Do you talk about that? Yeah, I listen to stuff you should know, and there's lots of different topics and blah 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 blah. blah. And I say that because that is actually one of the shows I listen to when I do listen to podcasts, which I haven't had much of a chance recently, folks. I had to take about a month off. Because if, you, if you've been following my posts on Facebook, uh, I, I, one of the things I do outside of, well, everything, <laughs> one of the many things I do
do is volunteer my time and energy and talents and efforts to a uh, local theater here in San Diego. And this last month has taken up a lot of my time with that, which is one of the reasons I've been using my, you know, travel mic. So bear with me on that. And and I understand that, you know, it takes time to listen to podcasts and talk about them. And that's the time I haven't had because I've been so busy doing other things. But again, I am a horrible podcast listener, but I am a pretty goddamn good podcast host because I try to make sure I get all these episodes out to you on a regular weekly basis. And I thank you all for listening. So, but I am curious when people ask you about podcasts, what do you say? What do you say? Do you, do, you, do you blow it off? Do you, you know, not mention a show like this because you don't want to out yourself? Are you proud of the shows you listen to and you're so proud that you share everything? Oh, I'll send you a playlist or something, you know? I want to know what you think about that. All right, now that that's out of the way, uh, I want to do a little quick throwback to episode 82. Um, in episode 82, I played a Jim Croce uh, song, well, his version of a song called Cigarettes, Whiskey, and Wild, Wild Women. And it, it, was a, it was a cover because the original recording was Sons of the Pioneers. Now, from the Wikipedia article, Sons of the Pioneers are one of the United States' earliest Western singing groups known for their vocal performances, their musicianship, and their songwriting. They produced innovative recordings that inspired many Western music performers and remained popular through the years. Since 1933, through many changes in membership, the Sons of the Pioneers have remained one of the longest surviving country music vocal groups. And one of the original founding members was Roy Rogers. So you can imagine, you know, the influence that this band has had over the years. Now, I'm not a huge country fan, but there are a good number of songs in the country genre that I like. Besides, <laughs> B-sides, that's what section we're in. We're in the B-side section. <laughs> so since we are in the B-side section, how perfect is it to have a song over on the B-side? So as a throwback to episode 82, where I played Jim Croce's version. Now, here's the original of Cigarettes, Whiskey, and Wild Wild Women, done by Sons of the Pioneers. Cigarettes and whiskey and wild, wild women, they'll drive you crazy, they'll drive you insane. Once I was happy and had a good wife I had enough money to last me for life I met with the gal and we went on a spree She started me smoking and drinking whiskey Cigarettes and whiskey and wild, wild women They'll drive Crazy, 
feedback the long-awaited listener feedback for this section well maybe not that long awaited but let me tell you folks there is more feedback than i expected uh, that's where i'm going to leave it at that so this uh, first feedback comes from longtime listener christina k now pretty much all of these uh, listener feedbacks in this episode are in reference to episode 92 that I titled Making It Up As I Go Along, where I basically basically said, hey, is anybody listening? And let me tell you, folks, I was completely overwhelmed at how, how many people listen and responded. So let's get started. The first listener feedback is from Christina Kay, and she didn't say yes or no on sharing her entire email. So I'm just going to give you the Reader's Digest version. Basically, uh, she was listening to the episode, and she herself also has some uh, back spasms and back issues that she's going through and has uh, give, provided some advice, you know, what works for her. And uh, Christina, I know I haven't had a chance to email you back, but yes, I do have a, a regimen of, uh, of uh, we'll just say, medication pills, over-the-counter pills that I do use. And I have used a chiropractor in the past, but because of the way the uh, degenerative discs are and how they're located, but more importantly, the muscles around them don't work so well with, uh, with chiropractic. It does, but it doesn't alleviate the uh, pain or discomfort or unpleasantness, we'll say, uh, to the level that, uh, well, I need <laughs> or sh- it should be. So usually I only do chiropractic if I can barely move at all and you know can't even get up to walk around. Uh, walking around is the uh, first step for me to build up my core muscles or rebuild my core muscles, reestablish the core muscles. 
and it, uh, it, 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 it's doing better now. It's been a number of weeks since that episode. I've done a lot more walking, a lot more stretching, and that's really what has helped uh, as far as being able to ease the pain and get back to life as I know it. She also mentioned that she's enjoying the 20 jokes so terrible they're actually funny and offered a, uh, a response to why people aren't sending in lists. And it makes perfect sense. I honestly don't know why I didn't think of it, but it's because a lot of people may think, oh, that's not going to be good. I'm not going to send that in. Oh, uh, Charlie's already seen that. Not going to want that. Whatever it may be. And I totally totally get that. I, 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 didn't, I don't know why I didn't think of it, to be quite honest, but it is true. I understand. You're thinking and you're like, oh, my idea is not going to be good. I'm not going to share it. Well, I'm telling you folks, no matter what you think about your ideas, share them with me. Share them with me because this show... Well, I've explained so many times that a podcast is a very synergistic thing. You know, I do my part and you, the listener, do your part. Whatever that part may be, whether it's listening without responding, whether it's listening and then responding every episode or, or, you know, retweeting every tweet, commenting on every Facebook comment, liking every comment, whatever whatever your mode of listening and responding is, send it to me. Send them to me no matter what. Christina also gave a couple uh, names to follow up for uh, interviews, which I will do as soon as I possibly can. Life's been a little busy, as I've said. And uh, she ends it with best wishes to you and the family. Hugs, Christina K. Christina, thank you again so, so very much for, for your long time uh, listening and writing and being part of the of the of the family of changes in latitudes, I guess, because it's it's so wonderful to have people like you out there listening every week and responding when you can. So again, thank you. All right, this next listener feedback actually comes from a very longtime friend of mine, and I am going to use his full name because I am going to give him a little, uh, a little bump, you might say. Uh, what he wrote was, Charlie, first of all, hello. I'm sorry I don't respond to more things, but as I mentioned further down, I'm a person and we people do not do things that we should or could do most of the time. We as people are lazy. Secondly, I just want to let you know that those numbers are about the same response return to, and this is his plug for his podcast, one of, well, a podcast he does with other people called Life's a Binge. Now, as I've mentioned, oh, so many times in my show, I am a horrible podcast listener because I try to be a good podcast host. <laughs> okay, okay. So I will say I've only heard the inaugural first episode of Life's a Binge, and it was fantastic. I am so excited to finally get to the rest of them. Not sure when, but I will eventually, Jared. I will. You, you know that about me for sure. So, uh, folks, go check out the podcast, Life's a Binge. You can find them on iTunes and Stitcher and... Facebook, and, well, you know, just Google Life's a Binge, and you'll find it out there everywhere where podcasts can be found. He continues, I feel that that's the average for a podcast, and to refresh those listeners that may not remember, I said it was about a 10% return, and he, he agreed. A 10% return seems to be the average out there. He continues, maybe it's not 100% accurate, but I feel that's pretty average. People just don't take the time to send anything. It's really weird since I ask people all the time to send a message to us on Facebook or Twitter or email or wherever, and they just don't do it. 
It doesn't make sense to us either because I see the numbers every week also, and we get around the same numbers as you do every week. I guess it's just very hard to get people to say things back. That being said, that's what this email right here is for. I paused my day, night really, to send you this long-winded response. I ask questions to our listeners all the times like you do. Things like, what do you want us to talk about? What should be our next show? Etc. You'd think fans or listeners would have something to say about it, but like I said before, people just don't take the time to respond. Anyway, I love your show and listen to most of the episodes when I can. I never say anything about anything either. I did vote on the secondary topic names. Thank you very much, Jared. Uh, So there's that at least. And then he continues. I'm going to skip over this because it's a little more personal. It was about his uh, back situation and his back issues. He's, he's going through a lot of the same things I have had in life. So we're just going to skip over that for his privacy. And then he continues. Uh, he, he, he says, he complains all the time, too, about not getting responses. And he feels like a whiner. But as artists, performers, really, which is what he and I are, we, we, we know each other through the circles of acting and theater, and we crave that applause and the pat on the back, to, you know, so to speak. So to not get anything it, that we pour our time and effort and energy into kind of hurts the old feelings a bit. But the numbers don't lie. People do listen, and they appreciate what is being put out there. Keep your chin up. Keep inspiring folks. At least on your show, you talk about important things that help people figure out some of their issues. I just blather on about TV shows and movies all the time. So even if people are lazy, and we are, just know that your hard work and energy is not going unnoticed. Even if just one person takes away one thing from the show, it's all worth it. I'm going to interject. Yes, Jared, you are absolutely correct. And I I said that to myself before I started this podcast. If one person takes something away from the show, my job is done. He continues and shares a little story about how one patron out of about an audience of 200 came up to him after a particular show where he was only an ensemble character, meaning he was just background characters supporting the leads and the major supporting roles and things like that. One patron singled him out, waited for him outside the theater, and told him how wonderful he was and how he, in that particular performance, made her day. And I, too, have had moments like that with patrons in my past. So I comp- personally completely understand that moment, Jared. And, and I will say this. I've gotten the same thing from a lot of the people that write into the show, which I did say you know, a couple episodes back wasn't that many. But I do realize now, after you sharing what you've shared, that that's the average. And it makes sense. And as I've said so many times to everyone that's written in, thank you so much for writing in. He finishes up, while this email got away from me, it was supposed to be a quick, I responded email, but I just kept typing. Anywho, you rock. Your show is great. People are downloading and listening as they can. Keep at it. Cheers to you, my friend. Let's meet up soon and grab a beer. Yes, Jared, we shall. We shall have to cross paths and share some, some food and some beverage and some conversation and just enjoy each other's company. So again... Thank you so very much, Jared. Next listener feedback comes from a listener by the name of Brandon P. Hello there. I'm a relatively new listener. I found your podcast when Googling for gender-fluid podcasts and have been loving your work. Thank you. I'm sorry you're hurting and hope you feel better. You mentioned that you have a 10% engagement rate for your podcast. 
Now, I'm no marketing or media expert, but I feel this is rather good. Looking at YouTube videos, specifically John Oliver's, because I love him and he seems to be a pretty popular guy, his videos have a like rate ranging from between 1% to 10%. Liking a video only involves moving the mouse a few pixels and clicking. I hypothesize that the fact that you're exceeding this rate is a good sign. Getting 10% of an audience to get engaged is what is a passive media consumption experience is nothing to scoff at. Still, though, it's perfectly understandable why after hours upon hours of work getting a number of responses in the teens is hella disappointing. You do put a lot of work into this project, and while the response rate metric may not be as high as you want, I can assure you that your work is and will continue to make a real difference in people's lives, especially young queer people. When I was first discovering my queer identity, not too long ago, it was podcasts similar to yours that guided me on the path to self-acceptance. I would have loved then, when I believed the only options were to be cis or, tr- or to transition, to have discovered your podcast and with it the term genderqueer. Now, even listening to you reminds me that when I'm feeling down, that I'm not alone in having this experience. You do good work. You're making a real impact. I'm a 21-year-old gender-fluid person in Virginia. Feel free to use this however you'd like. Also, if, if it was not clear, you're a great person, and I love, love your podcast. Brandon, I apologize for not responding to you via email. I do. Uh, but as I've mentioned in the last few episodes, uh, my time has been very uh, limited to uh, be able to get uh, episodes out and do, do my normal routine of uh, keeping up paces with my podcast. So I haven't been able to respond to emails. So I'm hoping that this verbal response on air suffices. Brandon, thank you. You are the exact type of person that I am hoping to hear from. Uh, I mean, I'm hoping to hear from everyone. Yes, of course. But I kind of expect to hear from people more in my age range, you know, that, that late 30s to early 50s realm of, uh, of gender identity discovery, whatever it may be for the individual. I kind of expect that. That's, that's my peer group. Well, you're over 20 years younger than I am. So to be able to have an audience like yourself, have a listener like yourself, that's my goal, to let the young questioning people questioning their their identity people have a place to to know that they're not alone and you're correct brandon you're not alone i mean anybody that's listened to the show all the way through has heard my disclaimer and it hasn't changed since i started the show which reminds me i probably need to change that (laughs) but anyway uh I, I can only hope that with your one email from a 21-year-old that there are at least five others out there listening as well. And if you're out there, just as Brandon said, just as I said, you're not alone. You, you, as, as Brandon pointed out, you've got this podcast to listen to. You've got this as something to look forward to every week. And Christina Kay said that too in the first comment. So thank you again, Brandon. Next listener feedback comes from longtime listener Emily Kay, and she writes, Dear Charlie, as I sat on a plane listening to your episode 92, I really felt your struggle getting feedback from your listeners. I've been a faithful listener since day one, and I wanted to make sure you knew that. I am truly sorry that you only get feedback from only 10% or so of us. I want you to know that I would email more often if I had more chances to do so. First, I would like to touch on the request for a new name for your secondary topic section. I had no constructive ideas, so I didn't contact you for that. 
I had put my two cents in when you asked us to rate the podcast on iTunes, and I always click your link before going to Amazon. I'm going to interject here. Thank you so much, Emily. That, that helps. I don't know if you folks realize how much your shopping through my Amazon link truly helps the show. It is, it is, it is pennies on the dollar. So if you, whatever, you know, whatever your dollar amount is, let's just say, you know, a dollar, I get like two cents, three cents, four cents for every dollar you spend. Your prices don't change. If you're a prime member, shipping doesn't matter. And either you as a shopper don't notice anything, but at the end of the month or the end of the quarter, I get a little email from Amazon saying, Hey, you've received and I think the lowest was $6 since I started the podcast. And the highest was 14 something or rather. So all I can say, folks, please shop through the Amazon link. It helps more than you might realize. All right, back to her email. You are a guiding light in my life, and I anxiously await your Friday release of your new episodes. Next, I also wanted you to know that I completed the listener survey the first time you had requested us listeners to do so. We hear you and support you. Thank you, Emily. The last question I remember you posting to our group was on sex versus love. I feel that most men desire sex over love and that women desire love over sex. However, at age 37, I feel that in the last couple of decades, that has changed. My stereotypical thoughts on the matter give me away as late Gen X. Today, I think that casual relationships, children, and living together have morphed into common goals rather than family values. I also do not believe it to be a bad thing as long as no one is hurt and the children are well cared for. This is the opinion of just one individual and by no means the truth for everyone. But I envy those who make themselves happy and not wait for someone else to make them happy. We all know that this is impossible. And she continues with a little personal update on herself, and I'm not going to share that part because she didn't give uh, a yes or a no on sharing it, but the first part of her email, since it pertained to a lot of the stuff we've been talking about, I've been talking about, uh, I figured it would be pertinent. And this, uh, the last part is just a little bit of information about how she's been and how her progress is going. And I want to say, Emily, thank you. Thank you so very much for, well, for being there from the beginning, for partaking in the surveys, for giving the responses, shopping through Amazon, giving the iTunes reviews, those all help. Those are the best ways that without emailing me, without contacting me directly, you listeners can support the show. And it really, really makes a big difference, especially in the algorithms of iTunes and uh, Stitcher, depending on which platform you, you listen to, or Google Play. I'm supposed to be over on Google Play, but I have yet to find myself. So, hey, if there are any listeners out there that are using Google Play to listen to the show, let me know, okay? If you haven't figured out by now, I'm on a Mac platform, both my laptop and my phone, so I don't get a chance to get to Google Play. And not easily, at least. Yes, I have Chrome on my computer, but uh, trying to get to Google Play by bypassing iTunes, I, I had an issue, and I just haven't come back to troubleshoot it yet. So I'll get around to it eventually. But if there are listeners on Google Play, let me know. I want, I want to find out what your experience is on Google Play. Anyhow, the rating, the reviews, the sharing, all that stuff helps out more than you, you probably know. It's, it's all about algorithms and equations and things and exposure and getting it out there. So the least that I can ask is share the show. 
Emily, again, thank you so much for being there. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for writing. Thank you so much for using Amazon. Ah, the, it's warms my heart when I read your email. Thank you. Now, this last listener feedback is going to remain anonymous because it comes from an anonymous listener who every single time this individual has written me, has wrote me, written me, I don't know, I'm having one of those brain fart moments. Uh, they have asked to remain anonymous. And I, of course, longtime listeners know by now I, I do my damnedest to respect that. I hope you realize that. But this particular anonymous listener also runs their own podcast. I know, they want to be anonymous, but yet they have their own podcast. Hey, I'm not going to question. Let them do what they want to do. They're listening to me and responding to me. That's all I ask. So, hey, you want to be anonymous? You want to do your anonymous podcast? God love you for it. Thank you for being there. This individual also confirmed what my friend Jared said. 10% is good. It's good. It's good. Uh, If I remember correctly from the message... They get about five to seven percent for the response for their particular podcast. So now that I've heard from everybody, I, I'm, I believe me, I don't want to sound like I was complaining before. It was more of those, why is it only 10 percent? Well, now I know that 10 percent is goddamn good. 10 <laughs> percent is awesome response rate. As I've said from episode one, I love all of you listeners. I say it every episode, too. The returning listeners, binge listeners, sporadic listeners. If you're listening and you've come back for more, what more can I ask? Well, I could ask for a lot more response and and emails and messages and all that crap I went through the other episode. But I guess that was just me at a point of, you know, I've put in so many hours to make this show, whatever it may be. For, for example, as of last episode, episode 93, from episode 1 through episode 93, there are 110 hours, 20 minutes, and 34 seconds of podcast content. That's a lot of talking. That's a lot of editing. Now, I know you can argue that there's been a few episodes with songs in them, like the Christmas episode and the bonus episodes with Robin Williams and George Carlin and you know, last episode with the 4th of July. I, you know, I, I put some music in there. Well, I do that to switch things up. Keep it, keep it entertaining because we don't need to talk about heavy trans topics every episode. That would just be beating the dead cow, you know, we know it's there. We don't need to talk about it. Let's enjoy life a little bit more. Let's enjoy some music because this is an audio, you know, podcast, it's not a video. It's an audio format. So songs make sense. So let's just cut out 10 hours, you know, off the top right there. That's over a hundred hours. That's a hundred or just about a hundred hours of content that I've provided. And that right there is why I started to say, Why is there only 10% responding? Well, now, folks, from all those listener feedbacks you just heard, it's a good thing. (laughs) It is a good, good thing. And I love every one of you out there. I love you for listening. I love you for coming back every week. Uh, And I'll tell you, the little bit of response that comes back feels great. It does. 
And now that I know that 10% is average or above average, (laughs) I am not going to complain. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to wonder why. I'm just going to accept it and say thank you, everyone. Every last one of you who downloads and listens. And you're worldwide. I, I've seen my numbers. There's, there's people in Canada. There's people in Europe. There's people in Australia. There's people in Germany. There's people in Rio de Janeiro, I believe. Uh, and this is all off the top of my head. Turkey. I mean, they're all over the world. All over the world. And I love every single one of you. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you everyone that reached out to me after episode 92. Thank every single one of you hearing my voice right now from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so very much for listening. Thank you. Wow, there it is. There's the end of the episode. There's the closing music. Oh, we made it. What an episode. What an episode. Uh, Again, thanks, folks, for being here. I I love you for it. Next episode. Next episode. I'm going to call it an episode for significant others of trans people. Because uh, I got a response from somebody a while ago when I said, Hey, what do you want me to talk about? This individual, who I happen to know locally in the community here, and this individual is the SO of a trans person, and... This individual sent me a message and I said, oh, that's great. We're going to talk about it. So we're going to talk about it next episode. As always, I'm looking for people to be on the show. I'm looking for topics to say, to talk about on the show. And yes, life has been a little crazy this summer. I guess summers are always a little crazy. I've noticed that now that I'm into my uh, you know, second summer of doing a show. So maybe I'll have to figure out a different way to, to do shows next summer and uh, not make it so crazy for me. But that's a year away, so we'll figure it out then. But if you know anybody that wants to be on my show, if you got anything you want me to talk about, send it to me, changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the Blogspot page, changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Click on that Amazon link, as I've mentioned. And if you're so inclined, visit patreon.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast. All right. As Jimmy Buffett says... If I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. So, stay crazy, everybody. Take care of yourself. And then take care of somebody else. And I'll see you next week right here. I love you all. You've been listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you. So let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com 
Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, Please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2016 by me, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. Kimmy, I think we counted wrong. It's not Christmas, but it's here. It's all still here. A miracle today in Dernsville, Indiana. Four women rescued from an underground apocalypse cult allegedly run by self proclaimed the Messiah, Reverend Richard Wayne Gary Wayne, best known to Yelp users in this area. As Dernsville's worst wedding DJ, I am now joined by a neighbor who watched all the drama unfold, Walter Bankston. Mr. Bankston? Oh, yeah, yeah. What had happened was I was outside cutting the bike tires with my grandson when out of nowhere, 400 police vehicles came walking. They went busting up in that weird old white dude's house. He had a cult up in there. White dudes hold the record for creepy crimes. But females are strong as hell. Unbreakable. They alive, damn it. It's a miracle. Unbreakable. They alive, damn it. But females are strong as hell. We are the subjects of that viral video. And joining me now for their first exclusive interview, the Indiana Mole Women. Ladies, welcome. I guess that's it. And remember...